Anytime you feel like you're that you, you can't do something, you have to say to yourself, man, stop whining, stop crying, stop being a little bitch and step up. Everything is possible, just hustle, just hustle. The Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, where we keep it real, a stated entrepreneurship wisdom. Learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke. Here's your host, Billy the Kid, aka Billionaire. Everything is possible, just hustle, just hustle. Everything is possible, just hustle. Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, baby, where you're gonna learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke. It's your boy, Billy the Kid, a.k.a. BDK, a.k.a. Billionaire. And if you don't want to change your life, if you don't want to take your life to the next level, your mindset, financials, physically, do not hit play on this podcast, baby. Plain and simple, that's how we're doing it. That is what this podcast is all about. So don't hit play if you don't want to take your life to the next level. Today, uh, I am super excited because uh, the person that I have on the podcast is actually somebody that joined uh, my Get Uncomfortable Mastermind group. He is part of the Mastermind group. And also, uh, it's crazy because I was just sitting here thinking, uh, getting off the the recording with him, that uh, you know he was the first one that signed up for my one-on-ones through the Mastermind. So on the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind, I offered the one-on-ones, and he was the first one that signed up. So shout-out to VCG, and that tells you a lot. Uh, because a lot of people, you know, and, and we have uh, different age groups in the group, but he is one of the older ones, one of the ones that have been through a lot of these seminars. And matter of fact, he calls himself a seminar junkie. And uh, I love that because he has invested in himself. You'll hear on this episode, the point that I'm making is uh, if that doesn't tell you anything, then what does, right? And uh, it's this concept that I've been telling the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind group where there was a billionaire speaking uh, or there was a billionaire that was there to speak at an event. So he was sitting front row waiting for his turn to speak. In the meantime, there was a millionaire speaking. And guess what? The billionaire was writing down notes, taking notes from that millionaire. And the point that that means is you always have to be a student because guess what? That billionaire learned something from that millionaire. It's something that we talked about on today's podcast as well. And that right there, because the person that I have on the podcast is somebody that has taught me a lot of things because I'm a student as well. I'm a student at heart. So it's just this great chemistry that we got going on. And every time I see this man, man, uh, it's always a good time. So uh, today I have Victor VCG from Chicago. Uh, He is one of the biggest uh, porch builders in Chicago, one of the biggest construction companies in Chicago. Uh, And uh, we're going to get into that. Uh, Before we get started, man, uh, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update. Um, The the lending company has been taken off. Shout out to everybody that has reached out uh, to ask about lending for their projects. Uh, You know, we... We do provide lending for real estate. So if there's a real estate deal that uh, you want to uh, get lending for, hit me up. Uh, hit me up. Uh, it, it is the 18%. It is uh, just a typical uh, lending uh, structure. We, we help you walk through the, the 
the actual project too. So we make sure that uh, the money that you're getting makes sense for that project. So if you guys are interested in any hard money lending, uh, hit us up. Uh, we were definitely taking on loans for real estate. So uh, that company is great. Uh, and then other than that, let's see what else do I have going on? I feel like there's there's a lot of great things. Uh, thanks to God. There's a lot of great things. Uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, Doug from One Shot One Life. I was just on the on the podcast here uh, on the radio and uh, the podcast is out everywhere. So shout out to him. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was a great time. We always have great conversations. Uh, you have to get together with people that have a bigger mindset that are thinking outside the box that are positive and that was that experience right there we also have one more opening uh in the mastermind uh and the other one the other spot sold out quick so if you're interested in joining the mastermind uh make sure you hit up info at billythekid.com so that way we can consider you joining the mastermind it is not for everybody it is a small group we're trying to purposely keep it a small group uh, so that way we have access to everybody on there but uh, one more one more announcement uh my one-on-ones actually sold out too for the year so shout out to uh everybody that's doing the one-on-ones with me um and the reason why i'm shutting it down is because i want to give my time to the people that are doing the one-on-ones now if you're interested in joining the one-on-ones for next year, we already started to get a waiting list get, uh, going. Uh, in, email info at billythekid.com as well to get on the waiting list for next year. It's a six-month one-on-one program that we do. So, uh, But with that being said, here is VCG in the crib. Vamanos! Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle podcast, baby. And today... I got the man, the myth, the legend. BCG is in the crib. How you doing, Victor? Doing okay, Billy, man. How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Uh, so we've been talking about this episode for, for a while now. Uh, so I, I want to thank you for making the time, bro. Uh, you have a lot of wisdom, and uh, I can't wait to dig into your story. Look at the background, man. Just look at that. Uh, I want to start off by saying... Um, you like to call yourself a seminar junkie. Can you explain a little bit about that? And then we'll kind of dig from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as you well know, I met you at a seminar. And since then, we went to another seminar, second one where we were together. But yeah, it's generally what I do is I'm trying to just dump knowledge into my brain after having a lot of financial issues. You know, of course, being in real estate, losing everything. Uh, back in 2006 to 2008, I decided that I think I need to, you know, start getting back into the business of learning it before I jump back into it. Because we all know what's going to happen. You know, it's, and that's what happened, man. So, yeah. So Seminar Junkie is that it's a book that I'm going to be writing soon and that I'm working on right now. And it's basically just keep dumping knowledge, dumping knowledge and dumping more knowledge. But of course, now in 2022, I'm taking all this knowledge that I've applied in the past 10 years, 12 years, and I'm putting it into action, which is my new word for 2022 is action. Love it. Love it, man. And before we, we jump in, bro, because uh, I know, you, like I said, you have a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge. Uh, 
let's take it back so people get to know you. Uh, if you could tell us where were you born, how'd you grow up, uh, how was just the environment overall growing up? Yeah, so uh, you see my face kind of cringed when you talk about how <laughs> I grew up. It was rough, man. It was rough, of course. You know, we lived in the inner city. Uh, I was chased home from school almost every single day from elementary school. As a matter of fact, the first, I think first grade, we never went to school. We used to hide under people's porches, literally never went to school. When the bell would ring, we would walk home like we went. So it, it was tough growing up, man, in, in a neighborhood that was actually changing from white to African-American. We moved in and we were chased home every single day, I guess, because of our skin color. But then mom was on welfare and dad, wherever he was, you know, wasn't in the picture until I was a couple years old. My mom met a, a man that took care of us, which is our stepfather. So, you know, grow, again, growing up in a city on welfare uh, was the norm. You know, it was the normal thing. We thought this is the way life was, you know, until I got a little older. And, and, and you know, as you, as, you, as you just grow, as you grow, you just see that things, there's, there's something better out there in life, man, than just the welfare thing and the buddies that you hang around with, man. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's uh, that's deep, and I know uh, just knowing you and the conversations we've had, I know you you do come from a rough beginning, um, and also I guess if we could fast forward a little bit, uh, once you went to high school and all that, uh, uh, have you always been in Chicago? Because that's where you're at right now, right? Well, I actually live in a, the suburb of Chicago. I work in Chicago. And again, I put the reason I, I got into the suburbs is I had to pull my kids out of the neighborhood where Hispanic. And when I was younger, Billy, people would knock on the door and hey, hey, somebody's head just got blown off. Hey, somebody just got shot in the stomach. There was always this story, and I was always afraid, man, of this happening to my stepkids and my kids. So I pulled them out of the city to save their lives, also to save my life. You know, because I'd kill one of these bastards if they ever hurt my children. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I got digressed there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I live in the suburbs, but I work in Chicago. Chicago is my stomping grounds. It's my farm, bro. Right. And uh, so so let's fast forward a little bit then. Um, you So obviously Chicago, stomping grounds. Uh, what was... Before you dive into what you're doing now, what was the was there any businesses that you did prior to what you're focusing on now? No, basically, I was lucky that when I was 14 years old, I met a guy in the neighborhood that took me under his wing on the from the first year of high school. And every day after high school, I would go and do some painting, patching, drywall work at this guy's house. So I was lucky through high school, I was, I at least worked and I always hustled through high school, you know? So that was one thing that I, I could say that, and I always hustled since I was a kid, hanging at the, 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 the supermarket, carrying people's groceries home, uh, you know, some type of little something to always make a few bucks. I used to collect bricks and get 10 cents a brick, you know? So there was always this little side hustle, you know, but but that, that, that's basically how I, I made my money. But in construction is where I made my living and figured this is a pretty good business that I'm in. And that's why I'm in it still to today. 
Nice, nice. So what, what was your first company then uh, officially, the first LLC that you formed? Well, it was illegal. The first company that I, I formed, it was called Handyman Inc. And I never knew that Inc. meant incorporated. And somebody told me, hey, this is illegal because you're not an LLC. And I never, of course, had any checks written to Handyman Inc. So we had to cross that one out. Uh, the first company I did actually have was the Gonzon Construction Company, which is the porch business that I'm in now. And it's been Gonzon Construction for quite a few years. Love so, it, love uh, it, man. Yeah, um, sure. mm -hmm. And, and uh, so, so to kind of start getting into your story um, with, with where you're at now. So the whole construction thing, I mean, you, again, you, first of all, you're a student. That, that's definitely one thing that I've learned from you is that no matter what, no matter what it is, what's happening, you are a student at heart. Can you explain how important it is to be a student first? Well, of course, you know, when you go to grammar school and you go through high school, the last thing you want to do on the day that you graduate high school is ever pick up another book. And I found out in life, man, that's, that's actually when it's time to start being a student. Because now we have, you know, there's no college ahead of me. There's nothing ahead of me. Uh, but the studying that I, it's just self-education, self-development. I, I, I learned after I got out of high school, if I was to get ahead in life, I needed to, again, pick up CDs, tapes. Well, back then it was tapes and books if you're planning on getting ahead or want to get ahead. And I saw that the road was opening and my life was changing once I started getting into uh, a, a higher education for myself. Again, not a formal education, but an education of, you know, just learning how to better run businesses and how, and just how to be a better person overall. Because as mm. you grow, as you grow in business, if you know nothing about business, you're going to have a hell of a time. You're really going to have a really, really hard time. You're going to be fighting with your customers. You're going to be fighting with your employees. You know, your business is really not going to go anywhere. At least it, it, you don't think it's going to go anywhere, but to elevate yourself, man, you have to educate yourself. And that's very important. Mm, love it. Love it, man. And, and obviously uh, how we started the show was letting people know, like we met in these seminars. So that that's how uh, important it is. Um, can you touch a little bit of a, about some of the seminars that you've been to? And actually, Let's let's kind of work our way through because if you look at that background that you have back there, man, you have you have some great pictures back there with great minds. Um, let, let's back up. What was the first one that you ever went to that uh, you invested in? Well, the first seminar I ever went to was way back in the '80s, and it was actually Amway. And Amway used to sell soap and home products. Uh, the problem is you have broke friends and they can't afford half the products you got to sell. And of, of course, you also got to sign them up and they're not motivated to do anything. So that didn't work out too well, but at least got me started. I would hear the words like prospect and entrepreneur, you know, and seminars. And I didn't know these vocabulary until I went into my first, you know, I was in Amway for about a year or so. And... Um, that's that's actually where I started learning that there's you know there's there, there's these seminars out there that you can go to and listen to people and listen to their stories, you know that are getting ahead and and then there's people that, you know that 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 have things just happening. There was a guy called Diamond Jim, 
And Diamond Jim was a guy that was really doing very well in the Amway business. And, um, and those stories, man, just stuck in my mind. And as I grew, you know, they were in the back of my mind, even though I wasn't doing anything, you know, but still just working in construction, I, I knew that there was still more out there for me. And I knew the seminar route was the way to go because again, there's nothing in the neighborhood. There's, you know, nobody's doing anything. Even if I throw a seminar, nobody shows up. Maybe one or two people at a seminar and it's free. People just are not into this. But then we've learned as growing that uh, there's this 95%, then there's this 4%, this 3%, this 2% of the crowd that's going to do something with their life. And I'm glad I've joined that 5% crowd. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it, man. And uh, so would you say, Victor, that that's when the like entrepreneurship bug bit you then in the 80s? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even though the entrepreneur bug, that's when it bit me, but I still didn't know much about it. Didn't care too much about it, you know? And, uh, but the, uh, the one story is, is that I was, uh, what, what, what really changed my mind is I read or listened to these cassettes called lead the field by Earl Nightingale. And I was walking by a car one day and I was kind of a little bit of a thief. And uh, I looked in the back seat of the car and I saw these tapes. Now, I didn't know what these were. I'm thinking maybe some type of dance music, you know, uh, George <laughs> Lamont, you know, TKA. But it was none of that. It was actually motivational tapes by a guy called Earl Nightingale, Lead the Field. And I would pop a tape in and he would start talking about attitude and motivation. And I would toss the damn cassette in the back. I don't want to hear this shit. Let's go party. Let's get high. Let's do drugs. You know what I'm saying? But little by little, I started popping the tapes in and started listening to the tapes to where I finally completed the whole series. And uh, it ch totally changed my life, dude. Totally, totally changed my life. I knew that there was more out there. And I knew that the only excuse I had was myself. So I stopped blaming people. I stopped blaming the government. I stopped blaming the mayor, the cops, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, and looked in the mirror one day and said, dude, the answer is right there in the mirror. You know, blame yourself, man. Everything that goes on in anyone's life, you know, the decisions that we make in our lives as all our own being on this podcast was a decision, you know, nothing's easy. This is uncomfortable. For somebody to ask you questions about your past, sometimes, like I said, I made a face because you brought me back into places I don't want to be and never want to be again. Mm. But these, but those places brought me to where I'm at today. I just was able to take advantage of some of the things that came in my way, you know, or got in my way. God put those cassettes. He had me steal those damn things. He saved my life. But also the same thing I did, Billy's. I had those CDs. I also bought that same book in CDs and I gave those CDs away to compensate or to make amends for me stealing those CDs. You got me? Mm -hmm. well, I knew a person that needed them and I said, here, take this. You can have them to help him out. And mm -hmm. I never seen that guy again. I asked for him back and never seen him again, but that's okay. Man. Yeah. No, that, that there's a lot of wisdom in that. And, uh, before we continue on, Victor, uh, and just because you you touched on on those cassettes right there, uh, what is one book that you have read? Because uh, we have book of the week on the podcast, and uh, 
What's one book that uh, has changed your life? Uh, maybe an older one, a newer one that you just read, but one book that comes to your head that you kind of live by. Well, it, it's it's uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm. and his and his story of how his dad worked for the government and how his uh, his his dad worked for the government, but his rich father, the guy that he would go over to his friend's house and visit, worked for himself. And uh, and the differences in how they talked and the, the words around the dinner table. And you know, when I first met you, the first thing we talked about was uh, uh, days off and those 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 acronyms that we say when we work for somebody. What is it? What was that one, Billy? The one that um. <laughs> so so yeah, let 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 me yeah. kind of tell the story. It's funny because uh, I I was out of town and it was like on a Monday. And uh, it was I was with the family during the summer. Uh, and uh, I remember I, I can't remember you called me. I called you or something. And uh, we started talking about it. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out here, you know, blah, blah. So you started talking about how you're, you're like, you know what? Those are the kind of people I want to be around where it's not like, oh, and, and the word was PTO. You were like, PTO you know, right. PTO. And, and if you could touch a little bit on, on kind of how that conversation went, because uh, I, I love it. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. So go ahead. Right. So, you know, again, working for yourself and running your own business and, and, and being and working to be an entrepreneur, there's language that I guess people that work nine to five have. And I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of people. I guess they're all working. And their conversation was, you know, PTO, vacation, um, you know, uh, 401k. And I'm like, what the heck are you guys talking about? I know nothing about this. But I've come to find out that's actually, and I hate to say it, language of the poor. Mm. Rich people do not talk about paid time off. Rich people don't talk about 401k. You know, if rich people talk about 401k, it's called self-directed 401k. They're doing something with their money. They're not letting somebody else control it. I ain't worried about paid time off. For, for anything, if I take time off, I ain't getting paid. You know? And uh, Victor, with that... With yeah. that being said, uh, how do you feel if somebody was to come to you right now and say, money isn't everything, Victor? Well, try explaining that to them when it's time to pay the rent. Try to explain to the landlord why you can't pay the rent. Explain to the phone bill why you can't pay your phone bill or your gas or your light. Money is everything. Once people, What I found out is money is energy. And without energy, you're not getting anywhere. You know, Um you know, right now, one of my goals is to stack to save a certain amount. I don't want to tell the guys here how much I'm trying to save. Um, but the problem is now is that while I'm saving it, it's like, what the hell am I going to do with it? You understand? Now you start thinking of the luxury things, the cars, the watches. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I have a goal to stack. Uh, it could be real estate. It could be to expand my business. I have no idea. But the ideas start coming, you know, but when the money starts coming, uh, starts coming in. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, yeah. money, is, money energy, is energy. Money man. is everything, bro. Money is uh, money is everything. It's very important in life. Try living without it. Yeah, no. And, and, and I love that, Victor, because that's one thing that I've always said. And it's on my book, too. Uh, you know, I have a chapter on there called Money Isn't Everything. And it's basically how, like you said, the poor people are the ones that 
that's the easier route to take, right? To say, oh, money isn't everything because you don't want to put in the work. You don't want to put in the hours, right? The 10,000 hours to, to get somewhere differently in life, to go from the poor to the rich mindset. And uh, at the end, I explain how once you actually do reach a level of success and finances, then money really isn't everything. Because nowadays, like, for example, this podcast, for example, nobody's paying us, right? Like you or I, like we're just doing this and it's on our own time. Like it right now it's uh 10, 10 a.m. on a what? What is today, Victor? Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most people, right? The 97% of people, where are they at right now, right? Because of that language that people chose. <laughs> and well, and you know, you no, gotta right. do what you gotta do, right? And and my respect to to those people because you gotta work, but uh you cannot blame anybody else but yourself and you know on that on that chapter i do talk about how money isn't the most important thing in life but it does affect everything that is important and i, I give the theory of the sidewalk where people you know like to argue saying oh money isn't everything and they're walking on the sidewalk where they're like well going for a walk is free and it's like no not really it's not free because guess what we're paying for the for the sidewalk right we're paying the taxes for the sidewalk so I don't care what it is, but money is a very important issue. And that's why you end up where you end up, because there's people scared to talk about it at the dinner table with their kids. And it should be something that you speak about. So if you could elaborate a little bit more on that, Victor. Yeah, well, again, when you have a nine to five, basically, you know how much you're going to pretty much get paid at the end of the week. You know, all your... Um, your bills, all your recreation, even the food on the dinner table is all based on how much you, you know, make every week. And I used to have a neighbor, his father worked at Nabisco, the cookie company. And my father, of course, was a loan shark in a fence. So, but my dad didn't work for anybody. My dad went and hustled in the street. But one thing I saw about my dad is that he was always there for us because he didn't have to punch a clock. So he put in his own time. He would leave at nine and come home at two. Well, my friend, every time I went next door, his father was never home. Where's your dad? He's at work. Where's your dad? He's at work. Where's your dad? He's at work. I kind of felt bad for him. And on Sundays, we would all go to the forest preserve or go fishing and we would have to ask my friend because his, his father didn't have time for him if he would want to come with us. So I saw that, first of all, my dad having his own business and him having the freedom of having a little bit more money, we had more freedom. Where my friend had the nine, his father's had the nine to five and they were limited on money. They didn't have as much freedom. So I seen all these things. And then we also saw what was at the dinner table. Every time I went to my friend's house, they had chicken every day, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice. Well, you came at our dinner table and there was either chicken or steak or lobster. There was always something a little better at our house. And I saw that this money thing was a big issue. I mean, at least from a young age, I was able to see that. And then, of course, bringing in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, my broke neighbor and my, my stepfather kind of put this whole perspective of money together. And not just that, also freedom. You know, yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's it's just so important. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, and if we could kind of touch a little bit about that aspect, that because you're big on the people that you hang around with, uh, and 
you know, you could put them in different fields, right? Like you could say the 97% of people, the 3% of people, I like to say comfortable people and uncomfortable people. I like to be around uncomfortable people that are always putting themselves in different situations. Uh, you mentioned poor rich, however you want to distinguish it. How does Victor choose who he hangs out with? Actually, I was talking to my sister this morning about that, about how, as we get older, we have less friends around us, you know, and the friends that we want to choose now, honestly, are friends. And I even told her like this, I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry, but if you make 50, $75,000 a year, I doubt we're hanging together. You know, I doubt we're hanging together. Now there's nothing wrong with you becoming a student. Okay. If you come to me for advice and you're trying to get ahead, we can talk, but our mind, the, the level that we think at, it's just totally different when you start to grow, when you start to grow and you start becoming, you know, you're doing 100, 200, $300,000 a month in your business and your friends are still making three grand. You know, as, as I start growing, I start getting away from their, Well, You don't just get away from them. You grow away from these people because again, the language is totally different. Retirement at 65, who's retiring at 65? Okay, there ain't no company I'm working for. I'm not getting no benefits that I can think of. You know, I, you know, I just, it's not happening, you know? So yeah, you, yeah, and as you, and so what you wanna do is you wanna start seeking out people that are doing better than you. I'm here at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday morning with somebody that I know that's doing, I think he's doing a lot better than I am. You understand? And, I, and I'm giving this guy credit for that, okay? Um, his lifestyle and my lifestyle is totally different. Maybe I have more freedom, you know? But uh, I, I'll tell you right now, the lifestyle that I'm living now, I would never ever exchange it for anything. I truly believe I'm totally free. Now, can I walk away from my business? No, I'm not that free yet. You got what I'm saying? Uh, and like I told you about cash, and I tell people honestly, I'm gonna tell you guys honestly, I, it's cash flow properties. I don't have any right now. I got rid of everything because of a recent divorce, and I'm planning to start all over again. But this time, I know once I step my foot in the door, I can accelerate the process because I know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. And you, you were part of the like you, you were investing in back in 2008, right, Victor? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I started investing actually back in. Oof, my first property was a three flat in the city of Chicago called Humboldt Park. And the three flat, somebody owed me $6,000. The guy had a $100,000 mortgage on the building. And he just told me, hey, look, I don't want the property no more. I don't want to deal with the tenants no more. Um, how about if I just give you the building, just paid $1,000 a month? And I'm young. I think I was about 30 years old. I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And, but as we were going, my, my ex-wife was like, oh, you got to get rid of that property. I don't want you over there. And of course me being a little pussy, I had to listen to her and I let the property go And that property. It's a hundred grand right now. It's probably worth seven fifty. Mm. you know, it's beautiful. It's seven fifty. So, you know, but it's okay, man. It's all right. Uh, I've had, I had a, I had a, I had a three flat that I paid. Well, I, I offered the guy a hundred. He goes, I like you. And because your middle name is Victor, no, because my middle name is Victor and your first name is Victor, I'll sell it to you for 80. I'm like, cool. 
I took this <laughs> other three flat, put a hundred grand into it, Billy, and it sold for 420. So that was another real estate experience. And of course, when you're in real estate, you start getting this money and, and you're not thinking of 1031 exchange. You're not thinking of taxes. You're thinking of Bentleys and, and go watches and eating great and vacations. That was the big mistakes that I made, you know, but it's okay, man. You have, those are, it's all a learning process. I have no regrets. And then there's of course been several properties throughout that I've had, you know, uh, since, since that, besides those two buildings right there. I had a uh, 16 unit apartment building that I uh, was partnership in with a lady. And Billy, after putting $70,000 in this building, that lady drove me nuts to where, um, that was a gnat, um, to where <laughs> I, I just walked away, bro. I just walked away from the building. I says, ma'am, you could have everything. I don't want nothing to do with you no more. And mm. walked away. And, you know, so shit happens sometimes. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I want to bring it up, Victor, because this speaks to this speaks volumes of the whole student thing. And because I'm the same way, uh, you know, there's uh, I learned every day from you. Right. Like, uh, but I, I want to bring up that uh, you are part of my mastermind, the get uncomfortable mastermind. And I want to also say that when I opened up the one on ones in the mastermind, you were the first one that jumped in and said, I'm doing the one-on-ones. And I, I feel like that speaks volumes. Uh, there's something about that. And, and that I feel like that is why your success level is up here because you're always learning. Can you speak a little bit about that? Well, like, yeah, like I heard somebody say this one time, Billy. There was a billionaire listening to a millionaire speak. And somebody asked the billionaire, why are you listening to the millionaire speak? You're a billionaire. You don't need to hear him. And the guy looked up, the billionaire looked up with a pen in one hand and a paper in another. You understand? And said, that man up there has something that I could use. You understand? So we could all learn from each other. You know, so just because somebody is lower than you, but as long as that person is learning, I'm not saying that you're lower. I'm not trying to even get there. What I'm just trying to say, I'm an older guy, dude. Nobody wants to listen to a younger man. You understand? But you have things happening in your life, Billy. You're doing music. You got podcasts happening. You have a millionaire uh, mindset, the um, a million dollar hustle podcast. You have um, uh, the, the, the mastermind group going on and everything. I don't know anybody else doing it. Mm. And plus, Billy, what... It's happening right now is I'm learning from all of this. I'm taking all this ed, this learning and these podcasts and the minds, um, the, the, uh, the, the mentoring and all this stuff that we're doing. And I'm using that because eventually one day I'm going to do the same thing. You know, it's something that I like and, I, and, it, and I've enjoyed this. You know, as you can see, I've been, I bought this thing. I got the lights, the stuff that you're telling me that I need. You know, and eventually one day, yes, I'm going to have my own thing going on. As a matter of fact, it is one of our goals, you mm -hmm. know, is to mentor people. It's mm -hmm. one of my goals that we have set for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that, Victor. And uh, uh, with that being said, I mean, who are some of the minds that you have met throughout the time that you've been kind of putting in the self-help work? Uh, truly inspired by... Tony Robbins. Okay, I'm too, truly inspired by Les Brown. 
You know, Les Brown has a story of being taken out of the arms of his biological mother and put into the arms of a stepmother that raised him to be a man. Where I was fortunate to be taken out of the arms of my biological father and put into the arms of a stepfather that raised me to be a man, even though my dad was a loan shark and a fence, but he was always there for us. We had a man in our home. And of course, Grant Cardone, which has made a big impact on me. Don't be a little pissy. Don't be a little pussy. Don't bitch. Don't complain. You understand? 10x everything that you try to do. You know, uh, it's, it's all this stuff is really, really has pushed my business, my porch business to where right now it's, it's just doing absolutely great. Mm. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, <laughs> earlier, you made a comment about how you were like, oh, yeah, my wife told me not to do this. And I was a pussy and I didn't do it. Uh, and the reason why I bring this up is because uh, in our mastermind, you're, you're definitely a big part, bro. And I, and I want to give you your flowers, man, because uh, you're definitely, you know, one of the, one of the big puzzles in that mastermind. And uh, one of the things that you do, because we have somebody that's older and then we have some youngsters in there and then everything in between also mm -hmm. financial levels, right? Like people mm -hmm. that are up here that are some that are starting out, some that are doing okay in the middle. Uh, Victor, what do you think of the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind overall? The Get Uncomfortable Mastermind has been actually a great ordeal in my life. Um, I really enjoy the group, honestly, sticking, sticking with it and sticking with each other. You know, we have this texting every morning that goes on. Billy starts at basically 4.30 a.m. And it's the guys pushing each other. And, you know, just again, it just just this camaraderie of guys that are just really trying to do something with their life, man. Besides just being comfortable, they're living an uncomfortable life and the goals that we have for each other and the, um, what we have for each other is just, it's different, you know, like the cold showers and walking further from the store. It's been a great thing. And, and then of course the studies that we have to do within the group has helped us a lot. Bam. And, uh, what is a key takeaway that comes to your head with the mastermind? Hmm. The key takeaway is actually about being uncomfortable, dude. It's about if you really want to be successful in life, you have to do what the other 95% is not willing to do. Man, even picking up a penny, bro, is uncomfortable. But it did show me or talk to me about the value of money, you know, where I would just walk by and leave it. But then, hey, man, you know, get uncomfortable, pick it up, brother. But it's it's still money, dude. Right. Mm. And then uh, I guess overall, what are some things that you have learned so far? And there's 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 a variety of things, man, that I've learned being in the group, Billy. Uh, most of them is again, just really, really honestly, bro, it's, 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 it's going back about my whole entire life and how this whole thing is working together. You know, I got like, again, I got 60 years of just so much stuff that's been going on. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one thing, you know, but again, what I think it really does for me, it just gives me this, this, again, this push. And I don't know what it is. Is it this magic feeling? Is this something that's never happened before in my life? But it gives me a push just to be a better person all the way around. 
Man, and then uh, so it's it's hard to, to to pinpoint one thing of what it really means. All I know is the guys are there, and I even tell the guys, man, are you going to be here? You're here this week, but will you be here next week? Will you be here two months from now? Are you still going to show up? You know, I know I'm going to be here because I see value in it. Mm. Love it, love it, man. One through five star rate. How would you rate it? Of course, bro. I'm not going to give you one. I got to give you a five, my man. You know, I'm part of the group too, man. You know, <laughs> and as a group, we grow. There's things that we're going to learn, things that we're not going to learn. So, you know, so yeah, I mean, overall, you've been there every single time that you said you were going to be there. And that's what matters, man. You know, you, you, you have accountability. And if there's no accountability, then you know, but you've been there. You've been there since day one. And that's why I'm still here with you guys. Love it. Love it, man. And then would you recommend it? Of course, Billy. Of course. I've actually uh, mentioned it a few times in social media, you know, that there is a group that we have. A, there's a group that we have every Friday that we meet. There's also one on one. You understand? And I've mentioned it, that if there's openings and I try to push you, you understand? Because if you're successful, I'm successful. So, and plus it's better when you hear, when you got more people in the group, because then you hear more stories, you know? So yes, the group needs to grow. And if anybody hears this and wants to join the group, go to billythekid.com. Is that how they get a hold of you, right, Billy? Or hashtag billythekid or hashtag get uncomfortable and uh, join the group, man. I'm just telling you, we can look for more people that we can actually hear to help. But remember, you're helping me and you're helping Billy too. What do you think of the uh, one-on-ones that you've done overall? The one-on-one -on -one has been great, Billy. Uh, again, every time that we've had it, you've been there. Um, you've, you've pushed me to think about and do different things that other people just don't do. Uh, you have me writing a book, uh, which is, it, it's taking a little time, again, because I digress. And plus, I got a business. I got a life, guys. You know what I'm saying? But, but um, you have me writing a book. We're also on a weight loss journey, both you and I. And it hasn't been easy. Okay, uh, so that was another thing that the one-on-one -on -one brought us. What else can we say, Billy? Uh, I mean, there's probably a bunch of things. I'm just trying to, that was a question. You know, you got to think of all these things, but yeah. So right now it's the writing of the book, the one-on-one, -on -one, and of course my eulogy, you know, thinking back how my life is supposed to be. What would I say once I die? Or should I say, I don't die, I lived. Because I was born, dash, lived. I ain't never died. You know, I lived, man. I lived my life. And I'll tell you one thing, I'll never go back. Never, uh, you know, again, I'm not ultimately rich, but I'm rich here. You know, that's, that's one thing that is created, you know, through being with you in the one-on-one. -on -one. Boom. And then uh, it, it kind of goes along with that. What's one key takeaway? Jeez. Um, again, the one key takeaway, man, is, uh, you know, it's just the open mindedness. Again, it's, it's when, when realizing that you're writing a book, realizing that you're with a person that's really trying to push you to go to another level. It, 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 there, there's someone that you can account to, because if you don't have accountability, basically get back into the laziness, back in the hanging with the friends, back to just this normal life, which is a good life for most people but it's not for me. You know, I couldn't wait to find somebody. Actually, they haven't even threw me out of the mastermind group because the last mastermind group I got thrown out of. 
So my, you know, but um, you know, I mean, of course, I know I've probably said things or done things, but that's because I'm an active person. But I, you know, again, I'm loyal to, you know, uh, Billy and his group. I would never, ever, I never step on anyone's toes. I truly believe in honesty and integrity, man. And that's one thing you'll find out about me, bro. I don't need to go to anyone's customers. I don't need to go to anybody's business to try to grab something. I go get my own, you know, and that's, that's, that. If you could trust somebody, because I've learned in life, if you, if, if somebody steals from you one time, they'll always be a thief. That's the bad part, man. And you could still be their friend, but in the back of your mind, dude, could still do it again. So. Mm. There you go. And then uh, what what are some things you learn on the one-on-ones? Well, on the one-on-ones, Billy, stuff like this, guys, I never knew about podcasting, lighting, you know, th- these kind of things. And um, also, um, I had goals, but with Billy, he had me take my goals and we put them on my phone, which I had before, but never again stuck to it. Uh, there's there's uh, goals that we are actually that's been completed and that's the three-tier you know sales program i have for selling porches now um just things that i that were there were stuck in the back of my head or things that needed to get done are now being realized so just like stacking getting ready to do something by real estate or whatever it is i wasn't doing nothing for a while so the best thing is Man, my opinion is to get with somebody, get with a group of guys, get with a mastermind. You need to be pushed on a daily basis, man. Every day, every single day, Saturday, Sunday, there are no days off in life, man. There are no days off, bro. Boom. And then uh, one to five star rate. How would you rate the one-on-ones? I, I give them a five, bro. Of course, man. I, I Anyone that either I hang with or hang with me is going to be doing a five. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's ever going to be. We we never make it a one, bro. And if it doesn't make, if it starts off at a one, we're going to make it a five. But either 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 that person's going to make it a five, or I'm going to make it a five. And it takes two people, bro. Just like in AA, it takes two people to have a meeting, and to be successful in life, you have to have two people. I truly believe by myself, I can't make it. I cannot make it, man. I need I need. Again, somebody that's doing something and there ain't that many guys doing things out here. So fortunately, I ran into Billy and um, things have been pretty good since, man. And you can see I do pretty good, you know, but I could always do better. You know, I want to know what my full potential is, dude. And Billy's pushing it. <laughs> Boom. And then would you recommend that one-on-ones? Of course, Billy. Of course. Like I said, uh, in our group chats. And in my social media, uh, when I do uh, make a uh, uh, social media uh, post, I do mention the one-on-ones and I do mention the the uh, the, the, the group of masterminds. Yes. And oh. guys, got to try it. I mean, and the price isn't that bad. Honestly, it's not that bad compared to what other guys are charging. You know, I'm again, I'm looking for, I'm looking for what I can, it's, it's an investment. And that's what I'm getting out of it. I believe my return on investment is greater than my initial capital. Boom. Well, shit. I appreciate it, VCG. Yeah, that, uh, I appreciate you being there, bro. I appreciate you being there every week. I appreciate you, you know, doing what you do, Billy, because, bro, I'm just, I wish I would have known you 10 years ago. 
You know what I'm saying? I wish I would have known you 10 years ago. And like I said, you remind me of a younger version of myself. So, but it wasn't as you, you're more extreme than I, than I was when at that age. So you've got it. You're going to, you're going to be okay. My friend, you keep doing what you got to do. You're going to be just fine, bro. And I, and I'm just telling you, you've been, I've seen your podcast with guys that are, everybody's crushing it, bro. And every single podcast that you had, everybody's crushing it. Everybody's doing something different. Either they're doing great in wealth or they're doing great in life or they're doing great with their family. You know, it's everybody that you're surrounding yourself with is, is successful or becoming more successful. Boom. Love it. Love it, man. Well, thank you, bro. Uh, you could touch because one, one of the things that, uh, you, we're big in that mastermind is don't be a little pussy. You, you brought that up. Just if you, if you could speak a little bit of, uh, what, what does that mean? Because, uh, you live by that and it's something that Grant Cardone have, uh, has obviously just elevated and don't be a bitch, right? Like, can you talk, uh, talk about that? Yeah. Well, you know, that whole thing, don't be a little pussy. Don't be a little bitch is something that I heard from Grant Cardone. I believe don't be a little bitch is Grant Cardone. I don't know about don't be a little pussy, but anyways, in life, we're crybabies, man. Everybody's trying to blame the next guy. Everyone wants to push all your responsibility on somebody else. You know, I've learned, look, man, I run a construction company. When there's a problem, I got nobody to go to. I only got one person I got to go to, and that's God. He's the one that's got to give me all the answers. So when all the, you know, basically, and I only really tell this to the mastermind group because these are the guys that need to be pushed more than my workers. I will never tell my workers, don't be a little pussy because they're going to go crying. But my, the guys on the mastermind group, I can say that because first of all, they're on the other side of the, 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 the United States somewhere. So they can't reach out and bust me in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And plus they need to hear this shit. They need to hear that, um, you know, that it's true, man, that anytime you feel like you're that you, you can't do something, you have to say to yourself, man, stop whining, stop crying, stop being a little bitch and step up, you know, step up and, and, and be a man and be a man. You know, it's it's terrible when you go somewhere and you can't, and you got to worry about how much you're going to pay for dinner. I don't even want to see the receipt. I don't want to see the bill. What I do is when I go somewhere and eat. I call the waiter. I give him my card. I don't want to see the bill, dude, because if I'm worried about how much that bill is and I'm looking at every little itemized, bro, you know, I, I, I you know, it, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's just, I've got other things to worry about, man, than 80 bucks, hundred dollars, you know, nah, of course you got to watch your money, but you know, but, but, but again, I got other things. I got other things to worry about, man, you know, and it's just, a uh, just, just, got other things to worry about that there's something to that victor because i feel like uh i'm a big believer like you either have an abundant mindset or a scarcity mindset yeah. and what you just spoke about right now you're definitely on the abundant side right um if, if you could talk a little bit about that a little bit more if you could elaborate because I, I think it is a big piece i mean even uh when it comes to seminars i mean you're always vip uh, if you could touch a little bit about that. And, and one of the things you've mentioned in the past, it, it smells different down there than up here, right? So if you could talk a little bit about that. Actually, I think that's going to be one of the chapters in my book, Seminar Junkie. It smells way different in the back. And it really does. Uh, you know, of course, 
my first seminar with uh, Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone, I was up in the nosebleed seats. And I would see all the guys down below and how well everybody was happy. Everybody had suits on. Everybody looked like they were having a better time down there. And I said to myself, man, I have got to get down there. Plus, I felt like a pussy being up in the, you know, in the cheap seat. So with that being said, I believe every seminar now that I attend, it's either front row or I'm in the diamond section where I'm mingling with people that have it going on. I'm not saying these are ultimately rich people, but I know I'm sitting next to a millionaire. I may be sitting next to a billionaire. I've got pictures of all kinds of people where I've sat in the front row and they sat in the front row also because that was their seating. Uh, so yeah, so, and, and then of course, again, just being around these people and again, just the atmosphere, you know I mean? Honestly, the atmosphere is fresher and cleaner at the top. When I walked to the back of one of the seminars one day, it just didn't smell right. And I was honestly saying to myself, there is a difference. And again, I don't never judge or want to put anybody down. But when you experience that, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I need to get back up front. I don't know if because I have more air conditioning than them folks. You know, <laughs> man, the back there, I don't know what was up, but my God, was there a difference, bro? And but ever since then, I'm a front row guy or I'm up front. I'm, I, I truly believe in not being a spectator, but being a participator. That's why I'm down on the floor and up, up front. Because I Victor, up to up to this point, and uh, even just for the year, uh, how much have you invested in yourself? Oh, man, this this. Uh, uh, well, up to this point, I, I mean, if I could count, I'm just counting Tony Robbins alone is thirty five, forty thousand dollars. Grant Cardone, probably about 50 to 70. Uh, Les Brown, probably another 30 grand. And all the other stuff that I do, you know, that, that, that's just, this is what I, it's just what I love to do, guys. I mean, I'm a seminar junkie. I love going to seminars. I, I'm going to, next month I'm doing sales and marketing at Grant Cardone's office. In November, I will be at Tony Robbins UPW. And in February, I will be at the 10X conference. That one's definitely front row. Front row, $15,000. But if somebody wants to buy my ticket for 30, oh. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, man. Uh, you're, you're big on, on sales and marketing, Victor. Can you give us some game about just sales and marketing real quick? Uh, stuff oh, that you've learned. Right, right. Marketing trumps everything bro if, if people don't know you they can't flow you that's straight up from grant cardone um it's best best known beats best again from grant cardone okay if they don't know you if you got to be in business the loudest barking dog in the room the loudest barking dog in the room gets the most meat on the bone and that's why when I walk into a room or any seminar I go to, I'm woo, woo, woo. Everybody's going to see me. They're going to know who I am. As a matter of fact, when I go to seminars uh, and conferences, what I do is I have these wristbands made. And what I do is I shoot them out to the crowd to meet people, to network the people so people know who I am. Sometimes they actually think I work there. 
you know, because that's how active I am in a room. And uh, sales, again, you have to be, you have to go and you have to attend classes and seminars that are going to teach you to sell. Because you can know all the marketing, you can have all the seminars that you want, but if you can't sell tomatoes, you're in trouble, man. You're in trouble. You have competition out there. And one thing I already know through my competition is I have no competition. So in business, they tell you not to compete, but to create. So what do I do differently that my customer or that my competition is not doing? And uh, that's what I live by. So what I have a strategic is I try to get the estimates for my customers once I get to their property. Otherwise, I'm going to charge them for the mm. estimate. So I want to see what my competitor, so-called competitor, is doing for that customer and what I can do differently for the same price sometimes. You got me? So, you know, you know, it, it, all you got to do is a little bit more, add in a little bit more, and it don't even cost sometimes anything. Well, it ain't costing me because I'm not the one doing the work anyways. It's costing my guys more labor or more time. So that's why uh, it, it's, it's good to know who your competitors are when you go to a job site and, you know, and then try to sell, you know, just a little bit more than what your competitor is selling them to, to lock in the deal and to get the job. Mm. And marketing uh, sales, marketing and sales is, has, is, is, is everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, love it. Love it, man. And uh, one concept that you talk about a lot is the wheelchair concept. Can you talk about that a little bit? Okay. So I run a construction company. So believe it or not, um, I'm here sitting in an office. I have right now five crews working for me. Uh, I don't do any of the physical work, but the wheelchair concept is something that I thought of is how would I run? I used to watch people. There was a guy that was a good thinker. Uh, he passed away, but he was messed up. He was in a chair, but he was a very, very smart person. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But anyways, there are people that have been successful sitting from a wheelchair. There are people that cannot use their feet or their hands, but they use their eyes, their ears, their mouth to create massive success and it took and it takes sometimes guys one of your five senses to be missing for you for the other four senses to be stronger and what i found out that if i can't physically lift a board if i can't physically build a porch how would i do it how would i run my business and so that's when i talked or thought about the wheelchair the wheelchair effect you know uh, ba basically being a cripple, you know, how would you run your business if you physically cannot be there? And I'm doing it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working every single day with, I mean, my guys are working. I mean, and it's been going on for a while now, man, this has been happening for a while where the business is actually getting better. It's getting easier for me. Hmm. So it's yeah. definitely paid off. Uh, and what, what, uh, if you could let the audience know what the, um, business that you run is all right so i run a porch construction business in chicago and in business mastery with tony robbins they had you do a lesson and the lesson was name your business in seven words or less if somebody asked you on an elevator what you do for a living and it's saving lives by building safer fire exits that's it i'm in the, i'm in the business of saving lives 
And go back with the question again. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, just overall, what do you do? Uh, what, what's yeah. the business like? Right. So if you guys want to know who I am, you could go to 1773porches.com. I'm in Chicago, only Chicago. I only work in Chicago. I do not have to leave this city to make my living. I, I could expand, but I found, I found out it is easier to grab a check on this block, go three blocks down and grab another check, then go maybe a half a mile that way and grab another check, than to travel. I don't want to go 20 miles to get a check, 30 miles this way, 40 miles that way. No, 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 no. I keep it all in a perimeter because I believe the grass is greener on my side of the fence. And I look at Chicago as my farm and I'm a farmer and I cultivate my land. Mm. I don't need to leave my <laughs> farm, bro. This is a diamond mine right here. Chicago, and plus, uh, again, I know all the building inspectors. Uh, I know all the codes. I don't have to go into another town where the codes are different. The building inspectors are different. You know, they got chips on their shoulder. Uh, I've been doing this for about 30 years now in Chicago, and I've pretty got it much down pat now of all the inspectors and just the codes and everything. So it's, it's made life much easier. Mm. Man, uh, and I know you, you touched a little bit uh, kind of throughout the conversation, but what does 10X means to you? Well, uh, 10X is, again, the Grant Cardone thing, and it's, it's 10Xing basically everything that you want to do in your life. So 10X means if you're, well, of course, Billy, you know it. My goal one time was to own a 35-unit apartment building. Now my goal is to own a 350-unit apartment building. With 10X, it's, this, it's like this. If you're going to aim for 100 bucks, you might as well ask for 1,000 because it takes the same amount of effort and energy to go for that 1,000 as it did for that 100. So hmm. why not go ahead and 10X everything that's around you? You know, if I have six crews, I should have 60 crews. A lot of work. You know, a lot. Man, trust me, man. Running a business is a lot of work. Yesterday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I went home. I went to sleep. I was so exhausted, you know, but I got up, went back to the office and did what I had to do to, uh, to, to continue to run my business just to keep catching up. And I'm all caught up, man. I'm actually doing pretty good with uh, all the contracts are all caught up. All the customers are all caught up. All the inspections are all caught up, you know, because I'm doing what I have to do work on my business instead of in my business. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you could touch a little bit more about, the, the that whole concept of working in your business that on your business uh it goes along with the wheelchair concept that you talked yeah. about yeah yeah well as you grow like our guys uh, uh uh arlo and joe they both have businesses and you know i i i've tried to pick their minds to see where they're at right now that these are young cats man and it's cool guys while you're young to, like I tell the guys, beat the hell out of your body. You know, if you could use these hands and you can get up, you can go to work and you can build and you can scrub and you can serve people, do that. But at a certain time, you know, you want to, um, you know, look, at 60 years old, the last thing I want to do is be putting in two by fours. You understand? I need to be, look like I run a business. So instead of me working in my business, being the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, I've learned to work on my business. Again, this is from Business Mastery with um, 
Tony Robbins, they teach you guys, they teach, they taught us this, that you want to work on your business, not in your business. So the guys, like I talked to uh, uh, Arlo and, uh, or our Hennis and um, Joe, they're, I believe they're working in their business right now, which is fine. You know, but look at even our Hennis himself. He's already talking about, man, I didn't have to do this job. I didn't have to do that job. He would have never thought like that, brother. If we would have told him, bro, don't work in your business, work on it. You know, and, and, and the light switches once you start working on it. Everybody wants to be the professional. Man, ain't nobody could do it better than me. I'm the best carpenter in the world. Man, look at nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares, man, after a while, you know? So, and again, I, you know, again, and, and, and I gain freedom because I don't have to be on the job sites. I don't have to. And literally, I told you guys, I see my crews every morning. Now it's from 5.55 to about 6.05, 10 minutes, brother. I pay them, I give them direction, and I'm out of there, bro. The rest of the day is mine, you know? And sometimes it's, I'm too free. <laughs> you, you've also mentioned, Victor, in the past uh, how you sold your truck. And uh, even when you meet the guys, you're dressed in a certain way in the morning. Can you explain that to the people? Yeah, again, you know, going to seminars and events, I've learned that you're not expecting the boss that shows up on a job site in a suit and a tie to do any work. The next thing I had to do was one of the things I did do was get rid of my all my tools, got rid of all my tools and got rid of my pickup truck because now they can't call me and say, hey, I need a two by four. You know, that's again, I'm going down. I want, I'm trying to go up. I'm, you know, they say in business that there's this line, it's called a flat line. Everybody gets one, even a dead person. And if you're running your business and you're just about right here, look, bro, you ain't that far from being dead. In a business, you have to be going forward, up, just pushing higher, 10Xing everything, you know, because again, everybody wants that pride of doing it themselves, man. I don't care who does the job. The customer, as long as they're satisfied, is all that really matters. Listen, no matter what happens, you can be the best cake maker in the world. But the most important part of making that cake was selling that cake. If you can't sell the cake, who cares how well you can make it? Mm. So my job is just to sell the construction services. Okay, now the guys have to do the work. And of course, I got to pick and choose the crew that's going to take care of that customer and that customer's needs. I have customers that don't care how things are built. It's a rental property. They're in court. They don't care what it looks like. I have other customers. This is their personal home. This thing has to look like the bomb. You know, so uh, that's basically it, man. So love it. Love it, man. So much wisdom, Victor, like always. Um, and I, I just want to ask you, like, what's happiness to you, Victor? Yeah, happiness. Uh, you know, I have a granddaughter, man, that's six years old. I have another granddaughter that's like 12 and, and two daughters. So these are the most important things in my life right now. You know, uh, I've learned from the best. And, and it's hard to say this to a lot of people, but most people want to grow a business or have real estate so they can have generational wealth. Well, what happens with generational wealth is that you believe what mostly happens with most of the kids, they're going to screw it up anyways. So I believe right now happiness is to take whatever I'm making and enjoy it with my family. Having the best experiences now while I'm alive with them. 
You know, my daughter, one of my daughters, well, both of my daughters drive cars that I signed for and they're not suffering. My one daughter has a house that I bought, it's a house, 6,000 bucks. I paid for a house, bro. And the house is worth 85. Hey, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a, you know, uh, that's a home run right there. Uh, I just gave her the house. Here you go. And the other daughter took my $60,000 Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> but, but you know what, man? You know, the kids are going to school. They're both able to come back and forth to work. You know, they're not leaning on me. Gimme, 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 you know. You know, and, and, and you know, and, and not struggling and not suffering and, you know, able to just live a, the, the little bit of life that God has given me, the little bit of freedom that I have, the most happiness I really truly believe is I'm not stuck to a nine to five job, making somebody else wealthy. Mm, yeah. You know, I could just tell you this, Billy, if back in the day, if I could have got a job and it was a great construction job and it was something that I would love to do every single day, maybe that would have been okay. But unfortunately, I worked for a company, it closed down. I worked for another company, they moved away. I worked for another place, they shut down. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? There ain't no jobs or at least any jobs that I can get that's, that's stable. So, but my freedom right now, my happiness right now is my business. It's, it's just my life, man. It's just, you know, I, I get to work out every morning at 645 you know, I, I have to pay my trainer and that's a, a happiness and a joy that I get. Nobody wants to work out, but then everybody wants the benefits of working out, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, so yeah, that's, that's happiness to me, man. You know, the family, you know, it's, I put it like this first, it's God, then it's family, then it's the business and any other order. It does not work, fellas. Take that one piece of advice. If you learn anything today, put God first. Then take care of your family, then take care of your business. That's just mm. the most important thing in my life right now. But my business is number one. I love it, man. I love what I do. I truly do love what I do, man. And anytime I think that I want to go get a nine to five, I come right back here. You know, anytime I know I'm stuck working somewhere, let's just say on a job, I come back to my wheelchair, man. I come back to my wheelchair. I'm comfortable in this wheelchair. You know, it's made me truly happy. Mm. Uh, love it, love it, man. And uh, what is, and I, there's many ways, Victor, but what what's one way that comes to mind? Obviously, I wrote The Power of Being Uncomfortable, so I have to ask you this question. Uh, what is one way that you have gotten uncomfortable that paid off? Man, it's just, it's, I knew a lot of stuff that I was doing, Billy, was uncomfortable. I just didn't realize it was uncomfortable. You understand? Until actually I got with you guys. Um, but but basic, actually, it, it, I think things have gotten better since I've gotten surrounded by this mastermind group, Billy. And the one-on-ones that we do is just, it's really actually helped myself and my business explode. You know, again, you see guys that are doing something with their life, not just a bunch of your beer drinking friends hanging out on a Friday, talking about sports, the same shit they talked about last week. They talked about six months ago and they talked about three years before that. We're always learning something new. And not just that is the ability to help people. 
because when you're helping people and you're helping a younger guy or helping a guy that's just starting his business, then that makes not makes me feel good, but makes me want to push now my business even more. You know, man, right? Love it, love it, man. Uh, and actually, since we're in the subject, Victor, uh, what would you tell somebody out there? Because uh, I think for once this one releases, I think we're gonna open up one more spot in the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind. Uh, I, I know you're a big advocate and again, I honor everything that you do, bro. And, and everything that you have brought to the table and just all your energies, man. I love it. Love it. Um, I can't wait to see you again soon. Um, but how, how would you, what would you tell somebody that wants to maybe has been thinking about joining the mastermind and hasn't yet? Well, first of all, don't be a little pussy. Plan and simple. <laughs> don't be a bitch. Don't whine complain. See, most guys look at the money, dude. You understand? Just like that, just like that billionaire sitting in the front row listening to the millionaire talk. What am I going to get out of this, man? Because every time I open up a book, every time I go to a mastermind, every time I go to a seminar, I'm looking for a million dollars. You know, um, the guys in our group have we've I've learned something from every single one of these guys. Do you know what I'm saying? So again, I I, I that's the most important thing to me is to be around people that are doing something with their life, getting uncomfortable. And of course, we text each other every single morning, starting from like 3.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m. <laughs> it's bang, 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 bang on the phone. But again, man, it's um, it's showing up, man, and being uncomfortable. And like, like, I, like I said, but I probably had two hot showers in the last 60 days, mm. you know? So there's a lot of uncomfortable things that we have to do every day. And the group has taught us to take cold showers, walk further from a store, walk down the street, take care of yourself more, you know, and, and build your, build your, build your future, build your empire, build your dream because ain't nobody going to just come and drop it on your table, man. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. Mm. Got to be around positive guys. And, and uh, being on a mastermind is a weekly, a weekly um, event that we do every single week. And of course the one-on-ones, you know, truly do help, man. They truly do help, bro. And I appreciate that. And I thank you for your time with that. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're coming here to the end of the show. I mean, I, I could talk to you, Victor, like for hours, man, <laughs> just listen to your wisdom. But unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. Uh, I do have uh, some questions that I ask every guest at the end of the show, the same questions. And uh, the first question that I have for you is, if you were to look at your younger self and give you some advice, what would be the advice you would give your younger self? Well, the advice that I would have gave my younger self was, okay, if you're going to get into real estate, educate yourself before you get in. If you're going to get into any endeavor, just don't jump in. Educate yourself first. You know, again, if you're going to sell tomatoes, you better know how to sell. Because if you're a weak tomato seller, you're going to stay broke. You're going to be an average tomato seller. You want to be, I mean, you want to be the killer. Everyone knows when you sell tomatoes, who to go to, you know, and that's that. That's why we have stuff that's branded in our mind. Every time you think of a Coke, even though you get a Pepsi, you ask for a Coke. When people ask for a tissue, they say, give me a Kleenex. These are words and, and things that are just stuck now in our mind because of, of how well marketing has really, um, it's just embedded, man. It's just embedded, you know? Mm. Yeah, right. that for sure, man. Love it, love it. And uh, the next question that I have for you guys, for you is, um, 
if there was a three-step formula to success, and if you do these three things, you're not going to fail. What are the three steps? Yeah, let's go back with that. Number one is God. Number two is family. Number three is business. Keep those three things in order. Whatever ever happens, if I think if you keep those three things in order, you will not fail. You will not fail. You will not fail. You have to have some type of higher power in your life. Um, I was in a 12-step program. And in a 12-step program, this speaker could be your higher power. But you have to have somebody to go to mentally, I guess, um, to, um, to go to, man. And this, the minds of, uh, of course, I choose God to be my higher power. My family, of course, is very important to me. And then it's my business. Mm. That's, love my it, love it. That's my three-step process. It made it very simple. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh, the last question that I have for you, VCG, is, uh, and I, obviously it's something that we're working on for sure. Uh, the question is normally, if you were to write a book, what would be the subject and title? But you're actually on that path of writing a book. So if you can uh, describe uh, what the book will be about and all that, and just give some some info without giving it all. <laughs> Well, again, it's the book that's called, uh, it's going to be called Seminar Junkie. And me and Billy came up with the title of the book. And of course, we I'm putting 10 chapters together. It's not easy writing a book because when you write a book, you, how could you say, you diverse. You, you, you want to write one chapter and you end up writing five, six pages. And uh, there's just so much in life that has to be put in, just so much to just think about just to put into a book. But, um, you know, I guess Seminar Junkie is a great one because again, it was a start of my life. Where did I start? Where did I start from? And, you know, what did I do to get to this point where I'm at right now? You know, it's, uh, and again, there was, uh, I posted on our page. When I was young, I used to hang with crooks. Now I hang with guys that write books. Ain't this a bitch? So, <laughs> as a matter of fact, as you grow, I'm in Toastmasters. Several people in Toastmasters have wrote a book. I'm hanging with you guys. You wrote a book. Um, and there's uh, uh, Ken Johnson wrote a book. People that we hang with, right? Tony Robbins wrote a book. Mike Cardone wrote a book. You know, everyone you hang with, the Les Brown wrote a book. Go with people that are writing books, man. People that are putting all their experiences to pen to paper. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing life, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That that's deep right there. VCG. Well, uh, where can people find you, man? If you could let everybody know, listening, uh, where to find you, what, what's your website and all that. I know you've kind of mentioned a little bit here and there, but let yeah, know. Well, I mean, the, the easiest way to find me guys like on social media, like everybody else is I have a page called Chicago entrepreneur. Um, I've been posting there more than I have. Usually I've had this page for probably six, seven years, haven't done much with it, but because I'm, in this group now, I'm trying to brand myself. Also, Victor Gonzon, G-O-N-Z-O-N on Facebook. And of course, my business, 1773porches.com is my uh, my business website. You can mm. find me there. There you go. Well, once again, VCG, I want to thank you, man. And again, uh, it's been an honor, man. And, and I can't wait uh, just to grow together, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything that we're going to accomplish together. And uh once again, thank you for your time. And everybody out there listening, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, uh, Million Dollar Hustle. Uh, it's out everywhere, anywhere where you could listen to it. And then also it's on my YouTube page, uh, 
youtube.com slash Billy the Kid, D-H-A-K-I-D-D. Don't forget, you can just go to BillyTheKid.com and go straight to it. So until next time, let's get it, baby. Vamanos. I'm doing good as if I joined the Illuminati. And some don't like that. They hate that they see you smile. As if I haven't been hustling, it's been a while. Gotta put in the work if you wanna shine. I want it all and I'm coming for what's mine. Some call me greedy. Bitch, I call it ambition. Some call me selfish. Bitch, I call it motivation. Different levels of thinking and we both right. But my mindset is on growth with the future, right? Those minded people mad at me that I'm speaking facts Or maybe could it be that I'm getting racks Open your mind, gotta open it to receive I'm always ten toes for what I believe Those minded people mad at me that I'm speaking